Hello friends, who we have with us today is a strong women entrepreneur of Canada, the founder of a venture capital firm, Doyen Capital, the president of a growth hack consulting firm, SG Communications. She has also been a host for The Weather Network, ATN, BBC World Band Media in Toronto, and Sahara One Television in New York City. If you're still not impressed, let me tell you, she is also the author of Kiss for Social Media and has now launched her new book, 50 Ways to Attract Clients. She's someone who's worked with major brands and has been responsible for making their numbers and goals. She has also played an instrumental role in empowering and enabling female entrepreneurs achieve their full potential. Let's welcome the very lovely Sonia Gill. Sonia, welcome to Bay Street Diary. Thank you so much for having me. You are welcome. Sonia, to start with, everyone is keen to know how does Sonia Gill manage to do multitasking with so much ease and perfection. Tell us about your journey to start with. Um, so I don't think it's ease and perfection. <laughs> it's a lot of help. Um, multitasking for me is you have to write down a to-do list. Um, and then for me, it's always either the to-do list is on my phone or it's on my notepad. Um, I'm a true believer on pen to paper. Anytime you put pen to paper, it automatically registers in your head. You know exactly what needs to get finished. Um, so I live by that. But um, my journey thus far, I mean, I work with such incredible people and I have in incredible people that surround me. Um, without my team, without you know the designers that I work with or you know the developers that I work with, um, I, I couldn't have done half the things that I've done, right? So I, I would definitely say that, you know, you're, you're as strong as the people that you surround yourself with. Of course. So you have been a host for the Weather Network, ATN, BBC, and Sahara One. When did you decide to become an entrepreneur and why? <laughs> there was no more opportunities left for me. Um, <laughs> so what happened uh, was I moved to New York for a year because okay. um, I was adamant on becoming, you know, the next brown Oprah. And so okay. I thought, you know, if I'm really going to go for this, I, I go big or go home. So I thought, where can I really achieve this dream? Like I've done so much here in Toronto. Um, what can I do next? And so I thought, let's move to New York. Okay. So I moved to New York and I worked for Sahara One out there and I worked for TV Asia. And it was when I was with TV Asia that um, they offered me a my own TV show. Okay. So I thought, oh my gosh, you know, the dream is coming true. And I had my own studio out of the old MSNBC studios and everything was great. And then, um, you know, life happens and uh, a friend of ours was in the hospital. So I had to go back home to Vancouver, BC. Mm -hmm. And uh, while I was there, he passed away. So I waited for his funeral and all that. And then I was making my way back and I got stopped at the border. And they detained me for probably 10 hours and they went through everything. They went through my journal, they went through my bag, they went through everything. And I was never working illegally ever. Um, but they were just like, you know, we have reason to believe that, you know, you are working illegally, you know, whatever it might have been. And so uh, they barred me for, for five years. Oh my God. Um, and you know, actually, I'm so comfortable sharing this story now because there are so many people that have gone through this um, and sometimes I, I don't think it's fair because you know in my case when you're not working illegally and you're not overstaying your stay you're coming back after every three months it's it's a little unfair um, yeah. however that if that never happened I would have never have embarked on that entrepreneurial journey sure. so I came back and I tried to apply for jobs at you know 
so many different television and radio stations and um, I couldn't find a job. But I had this blog that was doing incredibly well and it was you know, getting a lot of traffic. And so I had to revisit what I was really good at and that's mm -hmm. communications. So in 2012 is when I decided to launch that blog into um, a digital marketing agency. Okay, I must say you're a strong woman. <laughs> <laughs> I was left with no other choice. <laughs> so as a venture capitalist, what does Sonia Gill look in any company prior to placing her bets on it? So we started Doyen back in October. Okay. Um, there is a fantastic team, um, board members right now. And right now where Doyen is, is we're kind of, um, we're feeling the industry right now. Uh, as much as we like to think there is a ton of money available in Canada, um, for female entrepreneurs there's a little bit of a struggle that's right. still there. Right. So where we are in the process is we're trying to figure out um, where do we pivot, do we focus on a certain niche, um, do we focus on a certain type of industry, right. um, what do we want to do with, right. with Doyen exactly. However, when we were looking at companies, um, and sometimes we still look at companies, we look to see, you know, how passionate is the entrepreneur? Do they have perseverance? You know, are, do they walk the, the walk? You can put a fantastic pitch together. You can perfect it until you're blue in the face. But after that pitch is done, I want to see you. Like, are you able to persist in the face of, I don't know, maybe there's like a drawback in your life maybe there's a family issue maybe right. you know maybe there's a death like how do you come back from that and get right back into your into your business into your company yeah. right because when you're taking other people's money I mean sometimes like even me I can't sleep at night because I have someone else's money on and they're betting sure. on me right yeah. so I, I think that those are the the main qualities you look for an entrepreneur is like is this person able to persist you know what kind of perseverance do they have in them Exactly. Makes sense. Yeah. So, Sonia, let's talk about your books. When and why did you think of sharing your knowledge about social media and business building with everyone? So, in the beginning, I used, um, I used the book kind of as a business mm -hmm. card. Um, okay. There's a lot of people that, you know, talk the talk, but can you walk the walk, right? right. So, um, you know, put your money where your, where your mouth is. If you're going to tell me that you're going to sell me on digital marketing, then I also want to know that you know what you're talking about. Because right. right now in this industry, um, and as a growth hacker, there's a lot of people that say that they can do all these fantastic things, mm -hmm. and then they land the contract, and then they outsource it to either wherever. They outsource it to India, or they outsource it to Germany, or Russia, or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. But you've got to, you've got to walk the walk. Right. So that's the reason I wrote the books is because I want, you know, my clients and I want my um, followers. I want everyone to know that, you know, I am really good at what I do and I, I know what I'm doing and here are my books and you can read them. Um, and I've, I've gotten fantastic feedback on both of the books and that's people really have learned nice. quite a bit from them. Um, so that was the whole reason that I wrote them it was just really for, you know, backing up my reputation. Right. Perfect. Sonia, we see that Canada overall is turning into a startup country with some very young, yes. yet very successful entrepreneurs. I remember back then our mentors, teachers, and even parents, they used to have a common piece of advice, mm -hmm. work under someone, gain some experience, yeah. and then enter into the world of entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. But this sounds a little old school today. Mm -hmm. What is your take on this? I still believe it. I okay. still believe it. 
I think if you ride on the shoulders of giants, mm -hmm. you're going to get to where you want to be faster. Okay. If you keep guessing along the way, you're never going to get to where you need to be as quick as you want to go. Okay. Um, I mean, every single person that I've worked with, they've all started off working under someone. I mean, a lot of them, and I, you know, I... I really look for those people that did work for free, that mm -hmm. were like, give me the, your experience. I will work for free. I will bring your coffee every day. I will, you know, those are the people that I know will go far because they are in it for their career, for themselves. They love themselves that much that they want to learn, right? And they mm -hmm. want to go places. Right. Um, whereas like if you're just kind of, you know, making stuff up as you go, uh, how do you know, you know, what what that path really looks like exactly um, and there's many studies on it, and there's so many books that will tell you that the quickest way to go from a to z even though success looks like this um is to ride on the shoulders of giants exactly you know, get a mentor work under someone see like see what real life experience looks like exactly that's very important mm -hmm. sg communications is a growth hack consulting firm what does growth hackers do and why it is so important for any startup today to hire growth hackers? So growth hacker is basically it, they take an idea mm -hmm. and they make it big through um, word of mouth, through sharing, not your traditional ways of guerrilla marketing or, you know, PR, whatever mm -hmm. it might be, but they authentically try to grow, um, say an app through um, sharing um, okay. through social sharing. So let's take Dropbox for example. Okay. When Dropbox first started, they got people to share the link of Dropbox with their friends to get more storage. Right. And then that's how more and more people started to understand Dropbox right. because they kept getting this link. Right. That's growth hacking. It's a perfect example of growth hacking. Okay. So every startup doesn't need a huge marketing budget. You know, some startups are they go out and they raise all this money and it, I look at it sometimes I'm like you don't need all this money if you actually understood growth hacking and sharing and social sneezing and used your community of you know the people that you have in your right. circle you can grow any business sure right you don't need a, a, a hundreds and thousands of dollars <laughs> of course you have made a mark in the industry with your hard work and that never die attitude Today, everyone looks at you as a successful women entrepreneur, but it's only Sonia Gill who knows what you have gone through and the sacrifices you have done to achieve the, this top spot. Tell us about your worst failures and your stand taken in these situations. So I don't, I don't see failures as failures. Okay. Um, and your learnings. I see them as learnings. Yeah. Um, when I was younger, I saw them as failures, 100%. But I think also when we're younger, we're thinking about so many things. We're thinking about, you know, oh my God, what is this person going to say about us? What are our, what are our parents going to say? And we're scared of so many different things. Mm -hmm. And when I was younger, I used to be like, oh my God, here we go again. I failed. Like, what is my mom going to say? What are my friends going to say? But it was after I was able to look back at everything in retrospect and this and think, that all happened for a reason. Yeah, if, yeah. you know, I wasn't barred from the States, I would have never started my company. You know, if I, I didn't let go of certain people on my my team, I wouldn't, it wouldn't have grown to the capacity that it, it grew to. Exactly. Um, so any failure or any setback, I always look at it as in, all right, I'm going this way and the universe is like, you need to go this way. Mm -hmm. I'm steering you this way, but you're not listening to me. So let me just throw a brick at you. 
Like, yeah. this is a setback for you. And the reason why is because you're, you're supposed to go this way. Okay. So really, you know, tuning in into your intuition, your gut, um, and understanding why is this happening? Because everything starts with us, right? Right. Yeah. Perfect. So, Sonia, do you also believe in Canadian startup story? Why do you think the major investor groups from all across the globe are creating their presence in Canadian geography today? As a Canadian venture capitalist, do you also see a potential for these overseas investors here? I think the potential of having overseas investors in Canada is needed because Canadian investors in themselves are so risk averse. Um, They're not as willing to take a chance on these companies that do make it big and then eventually go to the US. Um, This is just from what I'm seeing. I think, you know, having outside investors in Canada, it kind of shakes things up where people outside who come here are willing to take those risks. Um, You know, you see over and over again, big companies, big names leaving Canada to go to the US, to go to Silicon Valley or New York or Mm -hmm. LA, because they think that's where the money is, that's where they're gonna make it big, right? Um, I would really push people towards, you know, taking more chances on companies and startups here in Canada and keeping them here in Canada. Why do we keep losing these companies, you know, to the States? Um, So I really, you know, open people's eyes to that. And you don't have to be in a VC. You don't have to be a huge investor with tons of money. You can be an angel investor with $50,000 or whatever it might be. But, you know, help the startups and help them grow here. Sure. So most business owners always struggle to judge when growth capital should be infused. When, as per your opinion, is the right time for any business to reach the market for fundraising? I think sometimes people that grow their startups, they want that money too soon. Mm -hmm. Um, They haven't tested the market. They Mm -hmm. haven't gotten user feedback. they Mm -hmm. um, They haven't really tried to dabble hard enough. They haven't. I, I like to use the term suffer. Okay. Like you haven't suffered enough, right? Okay. Um, I think you should start looking for outside money um, because again, as I said, that is other people's money, right? Right. I think you should start looking for outside money when um, you've proven your concept. Okay. You know, your users are, are happy with, you know, whatever product, whatever it is. Um, you know, you can prove a revenue um, and then you need resources. So like whether it's development or you need a team or you need a designer, or you need shipping or whatever it might be, then go out and, and raise that money. So you mean after the ideation stage? After the ideation okay. stage. Because it's too often that people are, they're like, I have this idea let's go raise all this money and then they go raise all this money but the thing is is that perseverance was that ever there in the beginning i want to know how hard you want to persevere right um and i I think that's you know why i've also had a lot of success with raising um funding with you know our app that we're about to launch Mm -hmm. because people have been able to see that i i've persisted i've persevered um even with my last company that i sold it's i persisted i persevered right so when you have a, a track record um, under your belt that that's also it, it proves to people that you're yes. in it to win it sure mm-hmm. so Sonia you are a seasoned entrepreneur with great vision and knowledge about different businesses what is your advice to the young upcoming entrepreneurs of Canada towards shaping their future listen <laughs> um, I know that we there's a lot of we live in this bubble where it you know 
entrepreneurship seems very easy. It kind of seems like this fad. Um, Entrepreneurship is not a fad. It's, you know, if you're in it, you're in it. And there there are more dark days than there are really great days. Um, But, you know, taking the time, having the patience to, you know, learn about your your surroundings, your communication, the way you're communicating with people, the way you know you're working with people. Um, I think nowadays a lot of people are very impatient to work with people. When right. they start working with people, that patience is not there. Mm-hmm. They're not willing to go above and beyond. Right. Um, is again, this is my personal opinion. It's just what I've I've been noticing. Um, but so my my you know feedback um, and my advice would be you know show that you're hungry, that you really want it. Um, Show your hard work, Um, ride on the shoulders of giants. Show me that you're reading, you're listening to podcasts, you know, show me who you're hanging out with, who your mentors are. Um, And you know, that you'll go very, very far with that. Perfect. So Sonia, thank you for sharing your vision and knowledge with our viewers. Thank These you are very words much for of wisdom me. and truly valuable for people looking to enter into the field of entrepreneurship. Thank you very much for having me. You're most welcome. Folks, that was Sonia Gill, enlightening us on the insights of entrepreneurship. Don't waste time. Do like and subscribe our YouTube channel and follow our podcast for best Canadian entrepreneurial stories. Till next week, stay fit and keep spreading love.